As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning, that it's not suitable for children. And it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast. So Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. (laughs) 
strap yourselves in for this one because it's a hell of a story from a hell of a storyteller. John Breeder is the kind of bloke actors base their hero Aussie cop characters on. He's handsome, he's funny, he's charismatic, and most importantly, he's a very good operator. There's not much that gets past him. An alleged sex offender by the name of Nick Newman tried to get past him in the beer garden of a pub in Maroubra one night in 2018. It didn't end well for either of them, but there's only one of them still around to tell the tale. Breeder has one demand of us, and that is that we use this opportunity to promote blood donation and that we remind all of you and ourselves to get in touch with the Red Cross and donate blood as soon as we all can, and if possible, consider becoming regular blood donors. In Australia, we can do that by going to lifeblood.com.au. The reason for John's passion for this cause will become apparent. The teams that do work in child abuse are the best detectives in New South Wales and Queensland and Victoria. They have their own squads in relation to child abuse. They're the best detectives in the country, without a shadow of a doubt, because the way they work and the way they speak to children, having to because you're giving it your best, because these are pedophiles. You don't want to mess up. You want to do the ultimate to try and get these people off the streets and put them before the courts. The story with, with Nick Newman is that... Uh, he had offended against one of his children. She had reported it to Child Abuse Squad at Penrith. Uh, they took a statement from her. It was then investigated. Then uh, there was a number of serious offences that you know, oh, I can't talk about because it would blow your mind. Then he became aware that he was wanted, so he's on the run. And he'd been on the run for some time. Uh, before I got involved, and we sort of came involved only on that day because we were where where I was. I was the team leader of a response team at uh, child abuse, and actually we were at the time amalgamated with sex crime, so we were the on-call team. And we had become aware. Myself, Tim Carey, and Ben Anderson, two of my detectives, had become aware of his location through an informant, and he'd only be there a short time, so we had to we had to move quickly, and that was in the Maroubra area. That day that you went to Maroubra, was it just you and the two detectives who went? Yes, yes. No more backup than that? No, we had no other resources. There was no nothing allocated to us, nothing. And because of the urgency, we didn't know where it was going to be or if it was going to happen. It was just, we got the phone call, he's going to be here, can you be here? So we rushed to that location. Once I determined that he was where they were from the informant in the bar, in the pub, in the, I think it was the um, smoking area out the back. He just said, we're out the back. So then we, we had him inside and we had to make a decision. So I've got to make a decision. What are we going to do? We, do we wait? Do we, try, do we wait for other police to come? He could come out. Do we surprise him? There's all these This is the thing. You've got to make these decisions within you know, five seconds. Okay, what do we do? What do we do now? What decisions do we make? I can't let him leave because if he leaves we, and we lose him and he goes and the history of this this guy was that he was also wanted to harm his family. That's right. He'd made threats against his family. He, he had he had made threats, wanting to kill them. We had to go in and we tried the element of surprise because he had he had a bag. We didn't know what was in the bag. Uh, the informant told us there was no notified there any risk. So we thought we'll just we thought he may run because he wanted to run away. So we thought he's going to try and run. I just went. I remember walking, going, "This doesn't feel right." Because like, there was so many, the tables were really, really close, and they were like those hard tables. You couldn't, you can't move them. So I remember just walking straight in and yelling out Newman, 
and he sort of looked at us. And as I approached him, as, and when I say, oh, this, this happens really fast, this happens like within three, four seconds. I grabbed him, went to try and take him down, but the table was there in the way and he was sort of on the near the seat with those hard tables and it was and I sort of grabbed him to throw him to the ground and it happened so quick bang bang just whoa and then Tim and Ben were behind me and I remember just saying oh just shoot him because I could feel this sharp pinching pain just on both sides and I knew I'd I knew I'd been struck twice I could just feel it, just like a stitch type thing in your stomach. And I just said, shoot him, shoot him. And as I moved back and and then they confronted him and he, I, I think he went with the knife at them as well. And so yeah, within their rights, they had defended themselves and defended me and did what had to be done and, and, and shot at him. And he died at the scene. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Police and Ambos, you can hear the sirens coming from everywhere. And I just sat down on the, on the, on the step. And I just, I just remember thinking, what happened there? How did that happen? Just because it happened so quick. And I remember looking down and just down at my stomach and I could just see the blood start to, to come out. And I had a white shirt on it too at the time. And it was just, my shirt started to get the, all the blood on it and I could just feel the, the pinching pain inside my stomach, on either just under your ribs on each side. And I, I lay back and I remember just looking straight up to the ceiling and just thinking, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to die here on the floor. And then something just sort of clicked. And I just remember seeing my family. And then I just went, no. Something clicked inside me. And I went, no. And I sat back up again. 
And I went, right, what do I need to do? And I remember going to jobs before where people had been stabbed. You put pressure on wounds. So I think I remember thinking, righto, I need to put pressure on these wounds. So I started pushing myself. Like, righto, start pushing. Okay, okay, start pushing. And then I'm like, and then this a guy stuck his head in through the door. The door was on the side to the, the beer garden. And I saw him. I said, hey, buddy, can you help me? I've, I've been stabbed. I need you to put pressure on my wounds. Come over here. So he runs in and... I read that. I read that you were directing your own triage before. He had the- a schooner in his hand at the time, and I, I remember him walking in with a schooner, and and he's put it down, <laughs> and he's he's putting pressure on on the right hand side, which was the really bad side, and then I think the club manager came in as well, and I asked him. I said, "Do the same on this side." I said, "So I got these two guys, two big guys, just putting weight on my wounds." Now we know that the blade had gone in right up to the, the like the entire blade had gone in several times. Your kidneys were affected, your liver, everything. So what the right-hand side went through my liver, my urinary artery, diaphragm, kidney. Lung, lung got a nudge. And, and, and the lung. That was the last thing that got hit. All on the right-hand side. That was, it was all on the right-hand side. The left-hand side didn't get anything. And I actually spoke to the, one of the ambulance guys that came to see me. And they were in the area. They were around the corner. So they were there really quick, and they got me on the gurney, started doing their business. I was in the back of the ambulance really quick. So I'm on my way to the hospital, and I remember talking to the ambos. They were brilliant, doing their job, asking me questions, and they got me to the hospital really quick. And I remember coming out the back, and I remember seeing the sun, and then I remember going into the emergency door, and that's all I can remember. And then, at, so, so it's Australia Day, so there's no one in the hospital of um, experience. So they got just a junior registrar on there, the emergency doctor. And it's dire straits. Then from information that I've received from, from doctors and people that didn't know what to do. So they're calling. So they they ring. Emily Granger was, I think, on call. So they get the call. She says in an article in the, in the Sydney Morning Herald written by Lucy Cormack, I was at home near the pool because it's Australia Day and it was a hot day. Everyone's having a good time. So she drives in like a bullet into the hospital whilst they're trying to treat me whilst I'm start, I'm losing blood like this. Well, they're trying to keep you alive until she gets there, basically. They're doing their best to keep me alive. So they're, they're administering blood. So the first thing they're doing is putting blood in to keep me going. So that's what's keeping me going is putting the blood into me. I think you've got a list there of the doctors. If you want to read them out, the doctor's names. Uh, Emily Granger, Rohan Gett. He's a trauma surgeon. Then we've got the urologist, Raji Kuna. We've got the vascular surgeon, Anthony Grabs. We've got the anaesthetist, Andrew Jackson. And another anaesthetist, you needed two of them. Two, yes. Roma Steele. How long till your family heard he's made it? He's made it through this bit. Backtrack. So when I'm in on the way to the hospital, it's, it's manic. There's people ringing. There's it's, news is out. Who is it? What's going on? And then my boss rings my wife and she didn't answer. He then has to ring a friend of mine who then rings another friend who sends her a text message saying, answer his call. At the time, they had coordinated a police car around the corner at my house to come. As soon as she found out, they picked her up and then drove her to St Vincent's. To make it even worse, she's met by the priest at the door. Oh, Jesus. So Christ. she just yeah. thinks, you know, this is, it's, he's done for. My they said, God. no, no, he's, he's, he's in the operating theatre. And the, the operation went for six, about six hours. I was in there for six hours. 
So about probably 9 o'clock, 9.30, they'd finished. And then I went to ICU. And then the next day, they put me back together. So they sewed me back up the next day uh, on the Saturday. And I was in ICU. And I remember waking up. I think it was Tuesday. I woke up. Wow. So after your rehab, which I'm assuming took months, really, um, and when you managed to get home, was it your decision to retire from the coppers? I finished in February this year. Just I just got to look after myself, and like like when it happened, I was seeing someone professionally to help me, you know, mentally, mm. and that's another issue that a lot of people have. You know, people don't reach out to get help. Look, it does affect me sometimes, but I've just you got to keep pushing. You got to keep pushing. I can't go around kicking stones all the time. I got a family, you know, I got good friends. They don't want me to be like that. I don't want. Sometimes it's, I, yeah, everyone has down days, and and probably my point is, you know, you're going to hit tough times, and being a positive person does. And this is where people make their error. Doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen to you. It's just when you hit that hurdle, you're going to you're going to jump over it, and it could take a while, and you could you may have to change who you know, some aspects of yourself and, you know, I'm not the same person I was back before I got hurt, but I'm now trying to, I'm doing my best and I'm, I'm talking to the right people and I'm, and I'm now getting involved in different things and you got to see the good and I see all this good stuff and now I'm involved in the blood drives with the blood bank yeah. in, in New South Wales because, because I took so much blood. It was 96 bags that I had used. Wow. To anyone listening to this, if you're listening... Go and give blood for the first time. It doesn't hurt. They get you a cookie and an ice cream. and Absolutely. It's very quick. You get to, they treat you so nice and the people in there are lovely. You know, go out there and give blood. Uh, but I hope, you know, in the day, probably the, to finish off is, you know, you're having some sort of problem. Go and seek help. A lot of people go through everything and we don't want people harming themselves or doing the wrong thing. I've been to those, so many of those jobs. There's always another answer. There's always another answer. So do something about it. And if it helps one person, then I've done, done my job. So thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honour. Thank you to our guest today, John Breeder. And don't forget to get in touch with the Red Cross about blood donation at lifeblood.com.au. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 139276 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. 
Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.